Hello and welcome into the Primetime Titans. This is JG, and we have all the guys back with us today. We're taking a break from our off-season segment, OnlyFans, where we're OnlyFans. And it's just the three of us, and we're having some fun with talking about the off-season, what's happened so far. We do a snake draft uh, where we basically draft some things that we think could happen or things that we want to happen with free agency coming up. We maybe also get into talking about Tannehill a little bit because maybe we've come to the decision he's not the guy moving forward. So, enjoy. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down the side Alright, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. And we are back. It's been a little bit. Uh, but we want to get uh, We want to get an episode out before free agency. And uh, we've got a fun one here. We're going to do a little um, We're going to have a little fun at the start. Uh, we're going to do a little snake draft. Uh, we've done snake drafts before with picking games from the schedule, and we're going to do a little off-season snake draft type thing. And then we're also going to talk, I don't know, maybe get to the point of talking, I don't know, talking about our situation and what we got going on with maybe some players that are causing us to deal with certain things, cap salary cap-wise, who knows. And then we'll give a little free agency timeline and then I've got a question for both of you at the end. So, first off, how are we doing? Doing great. Doing, doing great. great. Well, I mean, doing great. Well, yeah, maybe doing great. Well, I think... I'm personally doing personally great. Personally doing great I'm in nervous terms of how about we the think Titans. the Titans are doing. I think we're doing great on both fronts. I think we're... Okay. I think we're finally accepting the fact that this team, as currently constructed, cannot does not have what it takes. And I think we're, okay. we're positioning ourselves for a better future. So I, I'm happy with it. I'm that happy sounds like it. a presidential slogan. <laughs> well, I'm campaigning here. Okay, I've got a whole uh, a whole policy that I'm trying to present to you guys. Today. What is that? I mean, <laughs> we'll get what's into the it. future? We'll get into it. I've got a whole vision. So the future is not 2023. Is that where we're getting to? The future is not 2023. Okay. When you got you know 33 million dollars in dead money against the cap for 2023 with players who aren't playing. You're not going to win many look. football games. Not going to win many football games with like that. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely. There's, there's. It's been no secret that what the Titans have been doing so far this off season. That you know, maybe we're. I don't know. It's, it's it. 2023 is going to be interesting. But we've made a lot of decisions so far. We've released some players, um, and we're actually. That's actually going to be a part of the snake draft we're doing. I think we just go ahead and go into it. Get into do you it. want to uh, um, do you want to walk through kind of what the timeline looks like for the next week with yeah free agency dates and dates like that for other stuff yeah so we'll unrestricted do that. and restricted free agents yeah so basically um, we're wanting to get this episode out before free agency before um, you might be listening to this uh, as as the week's starting but um, basically next week we're recording on March 11th March 13th through 15th. From 12 Eastern through uh, 359 Eastern on the 15th, uh, it's the legal tampering period. So technically at that point, you can actually, you're allowed to start talking to players. You're allowed to start working on some things. Um, you've kind of already heard about some moves that have been made. For example, we are Robert Woods is staying in the AFC South. He's going to the Texans. But I don't know. It's it's always a little fishy with free agency, but that is when the actual legal tampering period is. So March 13th to 15th, you might start hearing some news. March 15th, that Wednesday, the new league year starts at, it says, you know, 359 Eastern. So at that point, all those things are going to become official. Some of the players have cut, all that stuff. Um, oh, sorry. The new league year ends, and then the new league year, like the 2023 league year is going to start at 4 Eastern, March 15th. Sorry, I was not reading that right. But So basically, Central Time, 3 o'clock on Wednesday, that's the new league year. You're going to hear some things. So there's going to be a ton of news that happens in the next 
few days, I think. And, and you know, we're going to find out where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. We're going to find out things. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Um, so, yeah, it, there, there's a ton of stuff that's got to be kind of sorted through. Um, in terms of the snake draft, what we're going to do is – We should also, before we start the snake draft, we should uh, kind of talk about what the Titans have done the last two weeks or so. Yeah. Just so, you know – it doesn't come as a surprise when we mention it on the state yeah. draft. Yes. So um, some players, we've obviously rele- released some players. And we actually, the last time we recorded, uh, we recorded our uh, OnlyFans segment with Gaines because we're OnlyFans. Um, but we actually recorded it. And then like the next day, big news came out that we were releasing some players. We have released Zach Cunningham, Taylor Lewan, Fat Randy, Randy Bullock, Robert Woods, and then... Uh, yesterday, I believe was yesterday. I, days I don't can't keep up with all these days sometimes. I think but that's right. we released Ben Jones, so we have released some. You know, Ben Jones and Taylor Lewan being released that hurts. I don't End know of an era. End of an, End era. of an era. Like that. Those guys. A lot. Of, I don't know. A lot of we, uh, billboard signs on the stadium. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those players. Yeah. Are. And and how was, would we define that era? I would say it's from awful to. Above average. The that step, was the, the step. Ben the Jones was kind of there. there, like when Ben Jones was there, we were no definitely. He, yeah, I, was there Ben when Jones. We got good. Ben Jones wasn't there when we were like two and fourteen. J Rob got him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I would still say those guys were, so were just instrumental in building the culture. Yeah. To get us yeah. to a point where we actually feel like a relevant football team, where we we th- think we deserve to be in the playoffs every year, and it's sort of shaped our mentality now to where Great. we're like, you know what, it's time to. We got to figure out how to win, like meaningful games in January. That's yeah, they were the first Titans of my lifetime that basically were like actually top tier players at their position group. You know what I mean? I feel like there was growing up, it was always like that guy's Chris really Johnson. good. Chris Johnson. Okay, I might have like out of like small exceptions, but like yeah, it seemed like we should, we should mention the freak. That that era, it seemed like we had yeah. position, but I see what you're saying. What I'm what, what I'm trying to say is like we had guys that were like consistently top in their group throughout the whole field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like prior, it was like okay, we might have the freak, we might have one Chris Johnson, we might have one or two other players, like two other players on the team that were like Albert above Hainsworth. average. Yeah. Whereas now it's like we have guys that are actually like top tier, earning big money, right. um, and so now like the ceiling of excellence is a we lot could not we tighten. could not be at this point as a franchise without those two guys yeah absolutely it's, but it but i do agree that it was time to move on we can't we can't get where we're going where we want to go with those two guys you gotta position yourself and for that's success. gonna be a theme that's gonna be a theme you ladies know, and gentlemen <laughs> you know what's a good thing that we have done as well since we last talked that i mean you could argue us making this move has allowed us to continue to want to be a podcast and talk about the Titans. We've re-signed Morgan Cox. Oh yeah, he's back. We're thrilled. So we have re-signed him. Today's to a great one, day. In a one-year extension. So um, we should put one-year extension. Yeah, through twenty twenty-three. Because we're really, s- really slow playing the game. Yeah, <laughs> we should celebrate. Got a prove it contract. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's get into the snake trap. Do you have one? I, sorry, I'm tr- I'm, tr- wait, I'm wait, too wait, eager. There's still so much. I'm there's still eager. so much. So much news. Let's I feel mention like. the fact that. You know, we are now officially not going to get the number one pick. Yep. Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too eager to get this snake draft going. There's so much news. Yes. Uh, Any kind of hope that we were going to get one of the, you know, that first pick. The Panthers have traded up with the Bears. I think ultimately DJ Moore, a part of that trade, the Bears got, um, they got a haul for sure, but the Panthers are going up to number one. And, it's either going to be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I don't know, and I think whichever one doesn't get picked, the Texans pick. You don't buy into the sprinkling of the Anthony Richardson rumors that we've been seeing? Seems Here's the thing. If they take if they take Anthony Richardson and then the Texans take Bryce Young, the Titans absolutely should take what, whichever three of those C.J. Stroud. Left. They would trade, trade up, up to the, the Cardinals and take C.J. Stroud. What if Anthony Richardson's there at 11? I don't know. I don't. We'll get it. That's something we'll get into. Uh, that's something we'll get into. Other news is one thing that I love. I absolutely love this. Basically confirmed that the Titans are going to be wearing their throwback Oilers jersey next year against the Texans. It's a home Hopefully. game. 
They said a home game, but I, we don't know which game Wait, it is. Okay. That's exciting. It sucks that it's the one year that we're tanking. But Ooh, uh, we don't know that yet. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that also brings me to something that I would love to see. Wearing an Oilers throwback jersey is Derrick Henry. Mm. And that brings me to <laughs> there are current uh, rumors that Derrick Henry is being shopped around for a trade. Which would make me very, very sad, but that is also um, kind of swirling around. Other news is, I think that's worthy of talking about before we start the snake draft, is negotiations for Jeffrey Simmons sound positive. Sounds like they're really well, working on getting that deal done. I mean, it's, In this it, day and age, he took stuff off of his Instagram or his social yeah, media Okay, stuff. sorry. I guess from you the perspective of the Titans, it sounds like they, are, they sound like it's a priority to get Jeffrey Simmons. Signed. Yes. What yeah. about our little uh, inside information at the corner pub? At the corner pub? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we announced this on the podcast like two months ago that, like, you were at the pub and you overheard Mike Vrabel saying, "Guys, we got oh, the Jeffrey oh, Simmons deal oh, done early." That or wasn't something. the corner pub. That was, that was a that was a different spot. I can't remember where, but might have been a relative of mine that maybe overheard. Mike Vrabel saying that we got him, but I don't know. I, Hi, highly credible source from <laughs> <laughs> the whole situation. And then last thing I think that's worthy, on the ground source. <laughs> worthy of talking about for when we get into more discussion is the fact that I think we have roughly $30 million of ca- available cap space this year, which is not very much, yeah. but the year after that we have like 130. But we started like with that. the off season uh, over, over right? by 20 million. Yeah. And okay, that I think we're at 140 million for 2024. Oh, yeah, that might be right. But now. that does not include Jeffrey Simmons' yeah. contract. That doesn't include David Long, who yep. we, I think we all hope we resign. It doesn't include Nate Davis or any draft picks this year. Yep. Or next year. So like realistically, that's probably closer to I don't know, 100 90, million, yeah. 90 million, which is still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money. Significantly more than what we have right. this year. But that would also Derrick Henry's deal is up. <coughs> Tannehill's deal is up. It's, I don't know if it's up, but it's it's cut big yeah, time. You can cut without any dead money against the cap. Or, I yeah, think. very very little. And then Austin Hooper's deal is up. So it sounds great, but they're you know I don't think we'll be sitting here with 140 million dollars to spend in the 2024 free agency. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah, but just something to to keep an eye on is um, kind of the cap space right now. There's yep. definitely yeah definitely uh, I kind of for, I forgot about some of those things. Forgive me. And one more. I, and that's why, more that's why we're a three-person podcast. That's yeah, right. no, that's Each true. If, if this was just me, I'd be lost. One I'd more lost little now, uh, yeah. fun stat is Kevin Byard is now the highest cap hit among safeties in the NFL at $19.6 million in 2023. I think well-deserved. I don't have any qualms with that. He's a great player. He's a leader and plays every game, which as we've seen for the Titans is nearly impossible for our franchise to find players to play every game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fire the hamstring guy. Okay, so a lot of yeah, lot are we, of, lot uh, of news there. Am that, I allowed to? You just missed all we, of that. I know. So. Well, I, well, see, I was thinking we have we have one of the things that we can draft in this snake draft is something we've already done. So I agree. I, like I agree. I just think that it's good to put that information. In no, you're the right. Front you're definitely in, right. And then now, you, you know, whoever's listening might want to be like, well, that's not what I was going to put in the snake draft. <laughs> so if there you go. There, all right. So. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna pick four things. Uh, the order is Robert, then me, then Pettit. Um, the four things we're gonna pick. It doesn't have to be in this order. You can pick whenever. A move we've already made. A free agent position you want us to sign. What position you want us to take at eleven? That first pick. Um, and then the last one is my favorite one. A home sw- home run swing move like. You're going all out. Could be unpopular. Could be popular. Anything like that and that if, you feel if, like we if should. If I say like, let's say I say <clears throat> offensive line at eleven, then nobody else can say offensive line at eleven. Correct. All right. Yes. Oof. All right. That's that's the point of a snake draft. All right. You take. What it, if you have like a like a this if blah 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 if not then blah blah blah. Well, I think that's. I think you should construct your draft. That way, appropriately, yeah, all to right. be able to to do that. So, you, so I'm first. Four is yours. Four, yeah. All right. So, with my first pick in the snake draft, I'm going to go position. I want to take at eleven. Okay. All right. And this is this is my take. All right. I say if 
Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, or C.J. Stroud are available, the three quarterbacks. One out, Bryce Young out of Alabama. What about Will Levis? C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. If any of those three are available, you take them. All right? I do not want Will Levis from Kentucky on this football team. Mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> think he is going to be anything special in the NFL. Is he Tannehill 2.0? I think he's worse. I think he's worse. <laughs> think he's he didn't do worse. anything at Kentucky. I don't think Josh Allen's come around very long, often where they just. I thought he was kind of bad at Kentucky. Yeah, I did too. I, Josh Allen, like that's the comparison. He's big-bodied, strong arm, inaccurate, arm, yeah. in, inaccurate in college. Josh Allen is the exception, not the standard in the NFL. So and I, Josh Allen also had Brian Dayball, who has now shaped Daniel Jones into getting a big contract. Correct, and we so, and now and you look at what happened to. Josh Allen without Brian Dayball, and he he objectively took a step back this mm -hmm. season. Um, now I know a lot of people would say, well, Anthony Richardson, he doesn't have the same kind of accuracy either. But the difference with Anthony Richardson, he's a freak freak athlete, and you gotta buy a ticket to win the lottery. All right. So if any of those three players are available, I think you take a shot. If not, which I don't expect them to be, I think you go uh, offensive tackle. Yep, I like it. That's a good first pick. Uh, I'm actually going to go to – I'm going to move now to mine uh, on – I'm going to go to the free agent position I want to sign. And I think the only reason I'm picking this position uh, is because of the certain player that I have in mind. And I'm taking left tackle, free agent position I want to sign, left tackle, and that's Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. I think I like if, you, if you sign an Orlando Brown from the Chiefs, you arguably like that's a big splash uh, signing, and I think you could uh, end up still like not maybe you work in a signing bonus or something to where it's not a huge cap hit this year, maybe a big cap hit next year when the cap is larger and we have a lot more space, and I think it just makes sense. And then you can you can afford you can still afford like other solid um, I don't know solid players who like you don't have to break the bank for. I think breaking the bank for a left tackle like that is a good move. So I'm going Orlando Brown, left tackle. That's the free agent position I want to sign. That's my pick. Great. Um, those were two and great ones. For, <laughs> for a little context, the Chiefs did not franchise tag him. They thought they were going to franchise tag him. They didn't. He's a free agent. People can sign him. So your your free agent, uh, that, that one counted as – Offensive line, uh, left tackle, left tackle. Very so you got a lot of holes on the O line. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Um, man, this is there's so many different directions you can go with all of these. So I'm just going to kind of start easy and build up a little bit. Um, one move we've already made. Um, I think I'm going to go with Zach Cunningham. The reasoning is not because of play. I think he's a great player. Um, I actually think he would be close to worth his contract. I think he'd be very close. I think he way it was structured was um, cutting him was very financially uh, beneficial for the Titans, and he was injured. So I think that one. Was, I think that was just a good move for the Titans. I, I don't think it was a matter of play that he got cut. Yeah. Um, a position I want to take at eleven. So you're going twice because you're on the yeah. Yep. It's this yeah, is my second one. So around. I think I'm gonna go. There's so many holes on the Titans right now. This is this is really hard. <laughs> I'm, I I think I think for all of us the underlying thing is if those three quarterbacks are available at eleven, we would take them. So outside of that, I kind of would want to see the Titans make a move for a wide receiver. I think the Titans need to build up in that area. If we're going to rebuild and we're going to go for a wide or for a quarterback, we need to get another stud receiver. Um, and really, the only one that it. makes sense in that range is the kid from TCU, right? Yeah, number one. Well, What's his name? maybe uh, Quentin Johnston, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe Jordan Addison. Yeah, M M Smith and Jigba is such a because he didn't play this past year. It's, it's such well, a it's question one of the, mark. Uh, my thing with him is like he's one of those players where. Why, it's like we're making up excuses for why he's not good. When you put on the tape, he's making plays. Yeah, and Jamar yeah. Chase didn't play his last season in college. Remember that? And he still got drafted number four overall. Mm -hmm. But don't you think Smith and Jigma is just such a J-Rob pick? Like injury-prone, 
question marks, but the talent's insane kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I just think I think with the Titans' current trajectory, um, you have Traylon Burks, you get another good rookie um, wide receiver, and then if you get a quarterback either this year or next year that's looking pretty good, you can then find a way to get another wide receiver, and then you got three good wide receivers, hopefully. So I think that's why I would go wide receiver. And then, yeah, you disrupt John Gary. Dang, that is unfortunate because I wanted – that's what I wanted to pick at what we would take at 11. Um, okay, I'm going to go for the first one to take a home run swing move. And is it, I, I, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Go for it. I, <laughs> this, I, this is kind of crazy. Um, we sign Lamar Jackson, and we give up two first-round picks. I don't can and we, we do it. How do we sign Lamar Jackson? So he is he has gotten the non-exclusive tag from the Ravens. So essentially, oh, okay. so we can trade two. For essentially, but basically, the Ravens the the rumor is the Ravens have done that basically because they're done negotiating with Lamar Jackson. They're at a point where or not they're they're not done. They just don't want to basically they want to test out and see what the market thinks of him because they don't know what they want to do with him. They don't know because they want him, but they don't know how much money they got to spend for him. So you put the non-exclusive tag on him. He's yours currently. If someone makes a deal for him, the Ravens can match it. Say we construct up a contract for him and uh, we like want to sign him. He He's good with it. The Ravens can come in and say, all right, we're going to match that. You're on our team. Or they're like, no, that's too much money. We don't want to pay for you like that. We get two first round picks. So we have, we would have to give up two first-round yeah. picks for that. This year and next year. Yes. Now, if you do that, you're going to have to completely redesign the offense. Well. And I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that. I, that's my home run swing move. You're, you cannot, you're picture, picture, cannot win if you don't buy a ticket. Picture Lamar and Derrick Henry in, in the same offense together. We're going to have to beef, I, beef up that O-line. We definitely sure. would. We definitely would. And I know he's injury-prone. But when it comes to a home run swing move and a pick I want to take, in this draft, I'm going with it. I'm going taking Lamar Jackson. All right, I like it. I'm going to go to uh, position slash player I want in free agency. And so I'm of the opinion that we are not going to win very many football games in 2023. We have $33 million in dead cap. We're paying basically guys against the cap who aren't even going to be on our team. Uh, we have a lot of holes on this offense. I think, and this is going to get into – um, something later, but I would like us to go get Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency Ooh, for a one year, a one year prove it deal. All right, one, and I don't think you're going to have a ton of competition because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Um, the Seahawks just re-signed Geno Smith. The Saints got Derek Carr. All right, there's not a whole lot of holes left in teams without quarterback answers. So go get Jimmy G on a one year, like eighteen million dollar deal. Um, it's essentially a prove-it deal, but you're kind of expecting to be picking in the top 10, the top five of the draft next year anyway. And I will save um, my home run swing for my last pick. And so the next one I'm going to say move we've already made. So I'm going to say my favorite move we've already made is actually a move we didn't make, and that is not signing Derek Carr. We're not trading for Derek Carr. You're on the you're on the QB train. I am right on now. the QB train, and that's <laughs> going to be a theme. Uh you can't win in the NFL if that position is not right. And I don't think Derek Carr is right. He's not Derek Carr. He's just like Ryan Tannehill. He's just like Jimmy G. Let's be honest. Those guys are not going to be the reason you win a Super Bowl. Okay. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we're at this level as a franchise where we're thinking about the Super Bowl. We're thinking about how do we get guys who are going to play and perform well in January to get us to the biggest game in February, which is a Super Bowl. And I don't think Derek Carr is that guy. I don't understand why the Saints gave that money up or gave those assets up and paid him. Um, I'm so glad and thankful we did not sign Derek Carr. So that's my answer for that one. Boom. Okay. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops 
and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So with the tournament coming up, it's time to talk about some of the teams that I like in the tournament. Now, I don't know why, but I have a good feeling about Texas, UCLA. They might make some runs in my brackets. I do not have a good feeling about my Tennessee Vols. Unfortunately, I do not. Now, obviously, the Zakai Ziegler injury hurt, but at the same time, it's tough to trust the Vols and Rick Barnes in March, but you never know. So, for sure, get into the action. Use DraftKings Sportsbook. It's a great opportunity, and it's a ton of fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you're you're definitely on a little QB train. So you're and you're taking if there's QB at 11, you're taking QB and you're signing QB. Jimmy G. You're and having listen, a little I'm grooming signing, process. I'm signing Jimmy G not because I think he's the answer. Yeah. But because I think you just bring him in. He's the starter for one year. You you have no money committed to him in the future. And then theoretically, if we're tanking, you know, we can go and get Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So... I've got move we've already made and position I want to take at 11. And we have, so we've already, y'all have both taken the position you want to, uh, well, y'all have both taken both of these, the move we've already, I'm going to take, I'm going to do it. I'm taking Taylor Lewan, move we've already made, cutting him. Not because I love it. Well, I, I like it because I think it was needed. But I really just want to give him his flowers here and thank him for what he did as a Titan because, I don't know, it's going to be weird. If he's in another jersey, I think he's going to retire. He might. He might retire. I think he's going to – he's loving the podcast yeah. game right now. He's got like, there's little... no way. He might he – he's, he's got a chance at, like I – mean, he was on NFL Network for the uh, offensive lineman – NFL Combine Day, so I think he's. I think yeah. he's got a he's chance. He's got a little Pat McAfee trajectory, sorta. Yeah, kind of like that. So I mean, he's doing really well in that. But I really, um, yeah, I. And he even mentioned like two years ago when he got that concussion against the Dolphins, and he was just flat as a board, and he oh missed like he missed like eight games or something. Yeah, he got destroyed. He even came back and said something about like I'm not sure how long I want to do this. Sounded like he was having second thoughts, and then that off season he took you know, whatever substance that he got banned for. And he said he was because he was trying to protect his brain. So I I, I kind of feel like he's been thinking about this for a little while now. Yeah. So I think that's that's what I'm going to pick, really I'll, just because I I wanted to talk about Taylor I would think Luan. we'll know pretty shortly. I feel like he'd be probably pretty high interest in free agency. Um, yeah, I mean, left tackle is a, a serious position. So you really got to lock we'll that up. And, Pretty shortly after free agency starts, if he'll retire or not. Yeah. Yeah. Based on what interest he gets. All right, so you got two picks, Pettit. Yeah, and I think I, I played this incredibly smart. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've already taken – But I'm also – You've already taken wide receiver at 11 and a, and uh, the Cunningham move we've already made. So you've got free agent position and home run swing Yeah, move and left. I can tie them together. That's why I did this very smart. But you guys also took some of the some of the good moves here. So, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say both of them and kind of just tie them together a little bit. Um, so swinging for the fences, I think, if at all possible, I think this is the move the Titans need to make. If you can trade Tannehill, again, I don't think it's a, a reason. It's a matter of play. I think uh, it's a matter of contract. It's financially beneficial for the Titans if you can trade him. I don't know if you will, so I think maybe you'd have to pay part of his contract to whoever you trade him to, which is which is fine. I think that would still be good for the Titans. Um, I think you sign. Am I allowed to pick another quarterback, or were you going player? Uh, technically, Robert took that. You can't take quarterback, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe you can take a different quarterback. I was going to take a different quarterback. Right, we'll let, different we'll let you get it. I mean, I would probably would have gone Jimmy G, but I think for cheaper, you can maybe get Jacoby Brissett. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Back in the AFC South. Yep. And I think, like, I mean, I don't know if it's really that much different than keeping Dobbs personally, but Jacoby Brissett is consistent. That. I mean, he's proven to be this really, really solid quarterback in the league. He's not really. He's going to keep you. He's going to keep us from tanking, which I think is, as a fan, you don't really want us to like just be the worst team in the NFL. Um, You trade Tannehill. I think that would open up roughly twenty something million if you say we paid part of it. Um, Resign Jeffrey Simmons, and then I think you just load up the offensive line, and I think that's where all your money goes to. And then you draft the. The wide, the wide receiver. Yep. And then the next draft, you go for an actual quarterback and you trade up for that. Because then I think you're – I think – Or Jacoby Brissett doesn't do well. And which he we probably won't. Jobs and, yeah, which he won't. And, well, I'm just saying, like, he doesn't do well and we have a top pick. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's what I would do. It's not the sexy move, but I think you get to keep Derrick Henry, which he needs to retire a Titan. Agreed. And then you get to resign Jeffrey Simmons, and he also needs to remain a Titan. Okay, so um I I got it. I'm I'm up next and I've got position I want to take at 11. And I've already taken Orlando Brown and offensive ta- left tackle for my free agent position. So I mean, I could take I could take offensive tackle in the draft as well and go for that, but I'm not. I'm going to go for a splashy move. All right. We're taking. Let's get splashy. We're taking tight end, okay, at eleven. Oh, and we're taking Darnell Washington. Oh, not who I thought you were going. <laughs> we're thinking Michael Mayer. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. This just kind of hit me out of the blue. And maybe he I'm be saying a great compliment. Maybe to Chick. maybe I'm saying eleven, taking Darnell Washington. But really, I'm thinking we trade back a little bit, get some more picks, mm-hmm. and we take Darnell Washington at like eighteen or nineteen. That would. So be I'm a, going tight end. That would be a really solid. Tight end tandem long term. Yeah, so I'm yeah I'm going tight end. Especially if we're going to continue this run first offense in the modern day NFL, which can't say I'm for, but if we're going to keep doing it, you might as well go get the six seven two hundred sixty pound tight end who can block like an offensive tackle. And I gotta say, I definitely want a receiver at eleven. So Ricky, I will say taking my Rand Carthon did say that we are going to keep running the ball. But based on the moves he's made, does not seem like we're going to be running the ball. You know what I mean? It's like a different. Basically, way of just cut two O linemen, and then is talking about trading Derrick Henry. It's like that <laughs> yeah. doesn't sound like we're running well, the we ball. We're much. shopping him. We'll we're shopping him. We don't know if that means trading him. Well, I agreed, but like based on what the rumors are and what he's done, that doesn't look promising for running the ball. But it also doesn't look promising currently for throwing the ball. So I don't know. I don't know where we're at. It just doesn't look promising for for football. Well, it would. It would when you got a absolute specimen at tight end with Darnell Washington and Chigo Conquo. Nice little. That's true. That would be offense and defense. So there we go. I'm I'm going. I'm going tight end. Darnell Washington. Well, yeah, tight end. So it could be Michael Mayer either, or as well. But all right. So I have the last. I have the last pick of our snake draft, and I have home run swing uh, or home run move left. But I first, I want to preface this by saying, I said Jimmy G in free agency. I think, I think I really prefer us to not make any long-term commitments in free agency. I hope we sign. And Blake Bedingfield had an interesting piece out about this on PaulKaharski.com. But um, I'm just, I'm hopeful that we only sign one-year deals, or maybe two-year deals with an out. Yeah, because I think our team is going to look completely different in 2024 than it is in 2023. I really don't see a path to competing in 2023. I just don't. And so I don't want us to go out and get, you know, uh, a 32 year old corner in Darius Slay and sign him to like a three year deal for the end of his career. Like, I just think that would be or signing Jimmy G for three or four years. Yeah, don't don't go out and commit money beyond this year to anybody This is what I'm thinking. So. And I say all that because my big home run swing is cut Ryan Tannehill after June 1st. He's going to be $9 million against the cap in dead money. And you get all, out of his 38 or whatever, however much his cap space, cap hit is this year, and you completely flip the switch and say 2023 is about either A, figuring out who Malik Willis is, 
or B, you know, giving a one-year prove-it deal to an Andy Dalton or a Jacoby Brissett or a Jimmy Josh Garoppolo Dobbs. or Josh Dobbs. I would honestly be okay with just saying Josh Dobbs and Malik Willis, we're going to figure it out with them. So that, so that, and here's why, we can take a shot at Caleb Williams or Drake May in 2024. Thoughts. I mean, that's that's that is definitely a home run swing considering you're just yeah like cutting, getting Tanhill out of here after June one. Um, I mean, I can, I don't hate it. Twenty twenty three would definitely suck because you would yeah essentially be tanking for a quarterback, and but when it like in this day and age in the NFL, you got to find that elite quarterback, and a lot of times the best way is when you hit it on a rookie quarterback like you hit it out of the park with them you got a not as big of a contract and you have a team built around you before that to where you get that quarterback in there and you strike gold so, so I, let me I, ask I, you. I i i like it i would rather t- try and trade Tannehill or i guess keep Tannehill. let me think ask about you about it it wasn't that different than when we uh benched mariota we had all the pieces around then Tannehill came in yeah, and then he started to do well. So you got to build up the pieces, then put the quarterback in last. So let me ask you guys this question: Are you fully ready to accept and believe that Ryan Tannehill is not the answer for the Tennessee Titans? Never was the answer for the Tennessee Titans, and if we're going to get where we're going, we have to move on. Ah, uh, never was Wait, the answer yeah. for the Titans. I, all right, let's that's start the only with, thing I'm hung up on. Let's start Agreed. with, but you, we all agree he well, is not the answer. He is not the answer moving forward I, after this year. JG's I guess, pausing. He's I little, guess I'm he's, there. I he's just, thinking. Well, yeah, I think. I don't see a way that he's a Titan after his contract's up. We'd have to really, yeah, like crush it in free agency with studs. And, I yeah, so all right, it's probably not possible this? to where maybe, yes. I've accepted it. I Never know. was the answer. You guys disagree with that? I disagree with that. Like I also disagree right away. I disagree with that to, like in in point two, in one in point one millisecond. I agree. With, <laughs> I disagree with that. As in, like I'm so against that. That no, I he w- It wasn't that he never was the answer. There was a time where there was no. There was. We weren't going to find, like a Mahomes, we weren't going to find a Josh Allen. We we took a swing at Malik Willis, maybe trying to find a guy in the third round, and I'm fine with that. But Tannehill clearly was still better, and no. There's, it wasn't that he never um, was the answer. There's there's tiers of quarterbacks. There's the um, – I'm just going to put all the, the below average and below. There's that bottom tier. There's the middle tier where you're you're just average. And then there's two at the top. There's your the basically are you elite tier and then there's the elite tier. And Tannehill was in that category of are you elite at the time that and we it, signed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And it made a lot of sense that he we didn't know which direction it was and that he got paid at what he did. And we thought he had potential to be the answer. And I think any player that's in that are you elite category with the right team, like a you know, Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl, <laughs> Tannehill can win a Super Bowl. So not the answer is kind of a, a tough question. I think Tannehill's in that scenario of Nick Foles and he wins the Super Bowl. I think the something sim- you yeah, know something similar. I along think that, those lines. If you were to if you were to ask me the question of like, I've come to the fact that Tannehill is not the answer. Now, okay, I'll, I'll say yes because of the current situation that our roster is in. Does so, that make sense? Let me present like, I, like two exhibits for the for the peanut gallery okay. for the crowd. For my fellow, for the listeners, for my fellow hosts. All right, Exhibit A: Ryan Tannehill in the postseason. He never took the Dolphins at the postseason, so it was only postseason. The Dolphins were awful though when he was there. And he was their quarterback, <laughs> but he didn't play that bad. He did. He did play that bad sometimes. <laughs> he did. But let me let me just stick with the Titans, okay? Just let him. Hey, let him cook. He beat the Patriots in five total playoff games, okay? Tannehill has thrown for seven touchdowns in five total playoff games. Not terrible, but certainly not the guy who's leading your team. All right? In five total playoff games, he has thrown for five total interceptions. So in his 
five playoff games as Titans. He is seven touchdowns and five picks. Not to mention our best team in the playoffs. He single-handedly lost us the game by throwing for three interceptions and telegraphing multiple times a screen pass that was picked off by Mike Hilton. Oh, that wasn't him. You cannot throw that football. You just that, when you it, see the corner the, blitzing or the nickel. I don't blame blitzing, that. That one I don't blame on him. That's Mike Hilton played a great. He disguised that really he, well. We ran that play in the first half, and Mike Hilton almost tipped it. Then no, I know and he should have handed the ball off to Derek. That That's was an why RPO. I think it's, it's down. He should have given it to Derek. That was hundred percent Tannehill's read. Anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> the final play of that game. I've been over this a hundred times. All right. All you have to do is not throw an interception and we're going to overtime against the Bengals. What does he do? Throws in a triple coverage against a to our worst wide receiver in WI, who I'm still very, very against him being on our football team. <laughs> With AJ Brown wide open and Anthony Ferkshire wide open. All right. So postseason play. Well, one second. Okay. If Wait, I still have more postseason stats for you. The final one. Okay. He is thrown for 150 yards per game. 150.8 yards per game in the playoffs over five games. Okay. So he is averaging two touchdowns, 2.3 touchdowns, 1.7 interceptions, and 150 yards per game in the playoffs. And I just do not think that he was ever the guy. I just don't I, – I was fooled in 2019. I thought he was. I thought – you know, good contract by J-Rob. We're going to get him for, you know, below the league average. And then we brought in Julio and had to restructure his contract, bump his cap way up. Now his contract's killing us. He can't stay healthy. And he's just not the guy to lead us to a Super Bowl. That's Exhibit A. Any questions on Exhibit A? Uh, so if you take out the Bengals game, okay, which I would his argue is an, is, an, is an outlier, um, to an extent, it, horrible, an horrible time. To an extent, to an, horrible to time an extent, to, to, an ex- to an extent, to an extent, to an extent. To the an only extent. game without Derrick Henry. Well, Derrick Henry was in that game. Well, was he? He, he yeah, was. He, he, he <laughs> was he? Was he in that game? He was coming okay. back from ten weeks. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, wait this is just, why it was an outlier because we needed Tannehill that game. That was the first playoff game of five playoff okay. games where we actually needed him yeah. to win the game. Yeah. Okay. So he threw three picks, one touchdown. So now you're looking at stats. He has six touchdowns and two picks in, in the playoffs. So out of that one game, you take that one game out, he's looking, that's, that's not bad. You're looking at – Not bad. You're but looking at four games, six touchdowns, and two picks. That's not bad. Not bad. But to be fair, yes, his yards go down. Yes. Now I'm looking at his attempts. You're telling me that this is all on Tannehill. We get into the playoffs and – for some reason, the game plan completely changes from what we play in the season to Tannehill plays three games, only throws it sixty times between three games. We play You're another game in our in our in twenty nineteen run where we just ran Derrick Henry. Correct. Twenty twenty, he threw it twenty six times. That's it. Twenty 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 one, he threw it twenty four times against the Bengals. There's there's a in my opinion, I, I haven't looked at this exactly. You're really taking Tannehill out of the game by not letting. He's only throwing it twenty something times a game. Why? Why? When do we get in the playoffs? The Titans' game plan completely switches to what we're doing. Well, it's not like we were throwing the ball forty times a game before that. No, but we were probably throwing it consistently. In twenty twenty, we probably were. Well, listen. If you are a co- if you're an offensive play caller and a coach, and you don't have confidence in your quarterback to throw the ball more than twenty times a game. That tells you everything you why, need to know about your quarterback. Why, why, where's more this confidence lack of confidence coming from if his, his – Probably from his play. But if you take <laughs> out that Bengals game, it's not from his play. He's he's completing it over 60%. It's not like he was dicing the Patriots up. He had two impressive completions against the Patriots the entire game, and they were both third-down conversions baby. late in the game. And the Ferkser touchdown And he had great. two good completions. Like That was like, okay, that was really good. Khalif Raymond And Johnny Smith against the Ravens. And then he disappeared against the Chiefs. And then he completely disappeared against the Ravens the next season. And you can, sure, blame Todd Downing or um, Arthur Smith for not trusting him. But I think if your offensive coordinator doesn't trust your quarterback, then you got your answer on your quarterback. I'm, I just think – I do think he hasn't played that great in the playoffs, but I do think the Titans' strategy changed once we got there. And I don't think 
it encouraged him to play with confidence because it was like, hey, we don't really trust you, and we're going to give run the ball. And it's like, well, now – I don't know. I I hate analy- overanalyzing his playoff play personally because it just – I think the playoffs is just a whole nother ball game of there's a lot of different players that, I mean, you look at it, like, what has Justin Herbert done in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, now you start good and then Justin Herbert, what has he done in clutch time? Like clutch time. He actually has missed the playoffs multiple times when it comes down to the wire. He's also been like year three. Okay. But he's, but he's also <laughs> it was just like, like Tannehill's in year 13. What was year three of I'm just, there's Titans, a lot, there's a lot four. of players that people you disregard some of the do or die plays that Tannehill does, which is, you know, the, the games leading up to the playoffs and getting us to the playoffs. And then you only rely heavily on his playoff performance when it's like, well, he had other, those were basically playoff games, the games prior to that. And he played very well. And then I don't know. I just look at like other players right now where it's like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron, maybe not Aaron Rodgers as much anymore. Dak Prescott, Dak, they they are losing too. Like you know what I mean? They are they are getting to playoffs, or sometimes they're losing those playoff games in season and not even getting to the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm like, Tannehill is good at getting there, and then I think (laughs) it's hard to be so critical on him. Or it's it's sorry. It's being so critical on him is almost not fair because there are other quarterbacks who are. In your opinion, doing the same thing. Yeah, I and I just think that that's where the are you elite tier is, and then are the elite tier, and it's like the elite ones are, are winning. Yes, and those are the Josh Allen's and Patrick Mahomes, and not even now, Josh Allen. I Josh Allen's not even one of them right now. I think now. the difference between Tannehill and those quarterbacks that you mentioned is they are not the reason that their teams lost. I think you can make a pretty big argument on, well, maybe not to the same extent. Let me give you pre- Exhibit B. Kyler Murray is. Kyler Murray is the reason that they lose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he's also sure on his rookie contract. That guy stinks. All right. Exhibit B. You mentioned McCain. Dak Prescott. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Dak Prescott is ever going to win a Super Bowl? I don't I don't believe in him. JG? He's had, I, it's it's hard for me to I don't know. He's had incredible teams around him and he hasn't done much. I think I would be he, more upset at Dak than I would be at Tannehill. Yeah, I would be way more frustrated with a guy that is throwing 400 yards a game and having three touchdowns and then not doing anything with it. So I'm sensing the answer is no. You don't think Dak Prescott's going to win a Super Bowl? I, I just think he's in the are you elite category where it's like that. Just give me a yes or no. Do you like? Do you would you rather have Dak Prescott? If I were if I were betting on a um, DraftKings DraftKings right now, I would say no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're pretty sure Dak Prescott is never going to win a Super Bowl, correct? Sure. So let me pull up my little uh, my stats here. Dak Prescott, career completion percentage, all right, five points higher than Ryan Tannehill. Dak Prescott, career touchdown percentage, five points higher than Ryan Tannehill. Did I say five what? points higher? Yeah, five, five percentage. Like five. percentage points. Oh, okay. 5%. <laughs> like five basis points. <laughs> <laughs> five ba- um, are these points or these percents? <laughs> uh, hold on. I lost my place here. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Are you talking about like you're, you're saying uh, the touchdowns? <laughs> you're just saying five more touchdowns? No. So I'm saying um, touchdown percent rate per pass. So he, Dak Prescott in his career is at 5.1%. And Ryan Tannehill is at 4.7%. So, sorry, 0.4% difference. But over their career, that's a huge difference. So, that's basically like for every pass they throw, how many passes lead to touchdowns? Dak Prescott, higher than Ryan Tannehill. For every pass they throw, how many percentage of those leads to interceptions? Dak Prescott, 2.0%. Ryan Tannehill, 2.4%. A higher interception percentage. Completion percentage over their career. Dak Prescott, 66.6%. Ryan Tannehill, 64.3%. Passing yards per game, Dak Prescott, 257. Ryan Tannehill, 229. Sack percentage on dropbacks, which I think we all agreed with Mariota, it is just as much a quarterback stat as it is an O-line stat. Dak Prescott, 
has only been sacked on 5.6% of career dropbacks. Ryan Tannehill has been sacked on 7.8% of career dropbacks. Oh, wait, you want to say, hey, Dak Prescott has a lot of players around him, and Ryan Tannehill has played in almost twice as many games, and Ryan Tannehill has had a lot of injuries around him, and he, had, he like last year he barely even played because he got injured and he's got bad players around him. Okay, take that's their, fine. Yeah. Why don't we take Tannehill's best season in his career, all right, against Dak Prescott's best season in his career? All right, let's just compare the two and see what we, we get. All right, <laughs> Dak Prescott, all right, completions, all right, I'm sorry, games played, 2021 season, 16 games played versus Ryan Tannehill's 2020 season, also 16 games played, okay? So we have an equal sample size here. Completions for Dak Prescott, 410. Completions for Ryan Tannehill, 315. Almost 100 completions less in their best seasons. Completion percentage for Dak Prescott in that year, 68.8. Completion percentage for Ryan Tannehill, 65.5%, three percentage points less. Yards for Dak Prescott, 4,449. Yards for Ryan Tannehill, 3,819. <laughs> touchdowns for Dak Prescott, 37. Touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill, 33. The only stat in this entire exercise that Ryan Tannehill is better than Dak Prescott in. In his 2020 season, Ryan Tannehill had seven picks. In the 2021 season, Dak had 10 picks. And again, we're comparing Dak's best season to Tannehill's best season. Is Tannehill's best season not 2019? 2020. 2020. Statistically. 2019, he took over halfway through. Yeah. yeah and 20, was that not his best season? 2020 no, was, was when 2020. we were the best. We we're the number two uh, offense in the in the NFL that year. Behind the Packers or Seahawks? Uh, I don't remember. All right. Chiefs. Their record Their Chiefs. record that year, they both finished 11-5. and five. So, I say if you guys agree that Dak Prescott is not going to win a Super Bowl and we are not settled on the fact that Ryan Tannehill – is not and never has been the answer for the Titans. I'm not sure how you can possibly say, based on what they've done over their career, that Ryan Tannehill is the answer for the Titans against seeing what Dak Prescott has done as well. Wait, 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 wait. Now, our argument, we said he wasn't the answer. So if you think <laughs> Dak isn't the <laughs> we answer. you just proved what we said. Okay, we fine. Then we're all in agreement. <laughs> I think Gaines last week thought no, 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 no. You know, that Tannehill needs to be anointed and has a statue outside my, of Nissan Stadium, and I just don't know if that's my true. My argument is the hindsight. <laughs> if you look back that. at the hindsight, like it, it, makes, it made sense. It completely 100% made sense. And uh, I agree what, with you. I think now Robert, we're looking at the future, and, and we're four years into his contract, and it's going, well, Frick. Well, that sucked. This, yeah. Well, you know, well, it's not even that it sucked then. It's like looking forward, it sucks. You know what I mean? Looking back, looking it wasn't that bad. Looking backward, it sucks too. Besides well, Robert, his playoff I think, games, though, he, he was such a good quarterback. I think what – you're always the one quick to like anything that goes wrong. Anything that's – whether it was you look back, some went wrong, you look forward – we're in a tough spot or whatever. It's always Tannehill. It's like, well, if Tannehill wasn't such a high cap hit, if Tannehill wasn't such a high contract, why do we have to sign him? Why do we have to do that? Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill. He's the issue. He's the problem. He's the issue. I don't appreciate that slander because I think you're discrediting some of the things that he actually did. We talk about Taylor Lewan, <clears throat> excuse me, Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones, the era they had and what they did for getting us to a certain point. If it weren't for Tannehill, we'd still be – questioning Mariota if he's going to suit up for the final game to get into the playoffs because he's got a pinched nerve in his neck. So or we or we would have, like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like we we did we did the right thing. We took a swing on Tannehill. We did a contract that wasn't too absurd. We maybe made it a little absurd when we re restructured it because of Julio. But at the end of the day, it's hard to come by quarterbacks in this league. And you're not always going to hit on one. I think at the time we had to roll with him as our quarterback. The only way we like what we had a chance at Tom Brady, Tom Brady in 2020, he, I don't know who there were no quarterbacks available at the time. Let's also go back and look at that. Tom Brady was Tom like Brady the only, was the only like other option, maybe realistic option that we weren't in a position for trading up and getting a quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers has a place in Franklin. Okay. There, there was no one available at the time. I think, what, was Kirk Cousins maybe available no, at that I think time? he was set or, with the Vikings. I mean, what, we're going to go with Carson Wentz? Like, it's just like we didn't have anything available. So, again, I'm justifying 
the Tannehill contract. It really didn't make sense at the time. It and, did make sense. It did make and, sense. And again, I think looking for the future, I still think look, the Tannehill contract is high. Uh and I think now that you're looking at the restructuring is kind of what is hurting us right now from the Julio deal. And now you gotta look at say, who signed Julio? Who signed Zach Cunningham? Who signed Bud Dupree? Vic who signed Beasley. Robert Woods? Who, who signed, drafted Isaiah Wilson? Who, <laughs> who signed Vic Beasley? Who, who drafted Isaiah Wilson? Who, who drafted Caleb Farley? Now it's like, okay, we have over $30 million in dead cap between five players. Five players are costing us over $30 million, and they're not your quarterback. That's a lot of money. And they're not even on the team. They're not even on the team, and that's just a lot of absolute wasted money. Tannehill, yes, he's over $30 million. But he's a pretty decent. He's he's going to be average or above average quarterback in the league, and he's going to. So he's he's over he's overpaid going into this season, absolutely. But he's over, he's above average, and he's still solid quarterback, and he's still costing you, you know, equal to how much money of players are just not even playing on our team. And now you look at it, and then you're just going, okay. If we the problem with it is the only reason why we have to rebuild this year is because Tanhill got paid a little bit too much and had to get restructured. We have five players that are dead cap hit and we, we missed, missed all on all of our first round draft picks. And it's like, what do we build around now? What do you what do you build around? I'm essentially tired of Tanhill being the scapegoat. I realize there's a quarterback driven league. I'm just and I just Yeah. I'm saying there's more blame on there being thirty something million dollars in dead cap and missing on our draft picks because if you hit on basically two of those players on your dead cap and then you draft a little bit better with two other players that's you have a good team going into the season you have four players that you're like okay yeah we can kind of do something now but right now we got nothing what's the most important position on the team quarterback yeah i know that who gets paid the most on our team Tannehill. so i i think T- i've did Tannehill and the five players that are not on the Tannehill team makes more than all five of them combined <laughs> Well, his cap hit in. I think I've been appropriately was. critical of John Robinson. I think I've been appropriately critical of the injuries, and I do think when you make the most money on the team, you get blamed. That's why it's fair. I don't think it's unfair. I think when you make thirty-eight million dollars, taking the criticism when things go poorly is part of that money. And if things go really, really well, if we win the Super Bowl, we're sitting here and we're singing his praises. We're giving him probably more credit than he deserves. Just like Chiefs fans are giving Mahomes so much credit. And Bengals fans are so excited about the future because of Joe Burrow. And Eagles fans are giving Jalen Hurts so much credit for their Super Bowl run. And the list goes on and on and on and on. You can't win a Super Bowl in this league unless you have an elite quarterback or a young, really, really good quarterback on a rookie deal. And that brings me to my final point I want to make of the day. I am so sick of quarterbacks who are not – who don't have what it takes to win a Super Bowl, okay? I'm sick of the Rusty Smiths <laughs> and the Billy Volicks, all right? The Matt Hasselbecks, the Jake Lockers, We're the about- Zach Mettenbergers, Ryan Tannehills, Kerry Collins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Charlie Whitehurst, Matt Castle, and Blaine Gabbert. Those this are the just, guys. This Mario. just proves your Hold point on. on why you should love Tannehill even more. Hold on. You just Hold named on. all those guys that are so bad, and Tannehill gets you that much closer than every single we one of those players. We went 13-3 and three with Ryan Collin, Kerry Collins. Collins yeah. All right? Let me explain, to Pettit. You know who I want us, who I'm happy with? The only guy we've ever had in our history from the Titans as in, in Nashville who was the guy, who was like, that guy can win a Super Bowl is Steve McNair, okay? We've taken two other shots, all right? Vince Young and Marcus Mariota. We, we struck out on both of those, all right? Vince Young was not the guy. Mariota was not the guy. But both of them, at the time that we took them, there was a reason to believe with the tools that they had that they could develop and to be a guy who could win you a Super Bowl. I'm ready for us to take another shot on a guy like a Steve McNair, a Vince Young, or a Mariota. The guys I mentioned first – varying levels of talent, but all of them I put in the bucket of could not win a Super Bowl. And right now, where the Titans are, that is how I view quarterbacks. I view them as, can you win a Super Bowl if everything goes well and your talent develops and your tools develop, or can you not? And the guys that I mentioned, you know, Rusty Smith was never winning a Super Bowl here. And I fully believe Ryan Tannehill is never winning a Super Bowl here. Kerry Collins was never winning a Super Bowl here. All it took was Chris Johnson to get hurt, and then we completely lose the we lose our entire identity. All right, 
I'm ready to go get a guy to take a freaking shot. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. You cannot win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket. All right? You just cannot do it. And until we buy a ticket, until we buy a seat at the table, we're never going to consistently be in the conversation, especially with how good the quarterbacks are in the AFC right now. How are you buying this ticket? Drake May, Caleb Williams, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. One of those five guys is is, is the ticket. So I'm not arguing with next year. I do think next year is the year that you, you, you do something like that. This year... It's already looking like Bryce Young, the Panthers already traded up. So I would assume Bryce Young or CJ Stroud's already off the table. I mean, you Number what two, you still have a giant hit in Tannehill. What do you, like what are you doing? We're in a position where you agreed and we all agree sitting at this table that Tannehill was a good contract when we signed it. It was justifiable. Now we're we're looking for the future. Let's stop talking about how we play in the playoffs okay. and let's go. Okay, now so what do you, what do? you do? You, who who wants to trade him for like? If we can, I'm in. I'm in. If you Lamar? can trade him, what about Lamar? Trade him. Great. I love it. I think Lamar's buying a ticket. I really do. I think Lamar because you see the way he played his MVP season. I think he's buying. You're buying a ticket with Lamar Jackson. And I don't that's know. complete speculation. There's there's not like there's. Yeah. I don't know if he's worth two first round picks. I'm not a huge fan of his play style just because he's probably going to get hurt. But listen, I'm ready to buy a ticket and. You asked me, Pettit, what would I do? I would cut Ryan Tannehill June 1st, after June 1st, and we, he would be $9.6 million against the cap. That brings our dead cap over $40 million. You eat all this dead money in 23, as much as you can, so you save a bunch of cap space for 24. You either let Dobbs or Malik Willis you know, duke it out, or you bring in an Andy Dalton or a Zach Wilson if he gets cut when Rodgers oh, goes to the Jets. I would throw up. Or a Jameis Will- Winston. Basically a guy here like this is a one-year – Band-Aid. He's not our future. And the reason I'd be maybe okay with Zach Wilson because he's a top pick, like there's that Gross. chance in the back of your head, maybe he develops. But you're not expecting him to. You don't, frankly, really want him to. You kind of hope he does really poorly so we get a top five pick. And then you go get Caleb Williams or you go get Drake May. And you got $100 million to spend in, in free agency in 2024. In 2023, you go after guys who, you know, aren't, super highly valued but you think you can develop and have potential you get them low contracts that you can get out of in a couple years if they don't develop and you start building for the future and you hope that a guy like Jeffrey Simmons and Derrick Henry that they are willing to stick around and help build the culture and see the next era of Titans football come into play I don't know if Mike Rabel's in that or not but um, I I don't think we are going to be a Super Bowl winning football team until we get a quarterback who is worthy my my only thing is because currently it's looking like the Titans are going to do that exact mm-hmm. game plan, except they might just play him out in 2023 and then cut him next season. So it's like I don't see that large of a difference currently, unless you can convince me otherwise, on just playing him out in right. 2023 and then you cutting him right. at the end of the season. So I feel like we're all on the same page here on what the future is looking like. If he gets another contract, that just doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> then that's that's our that's ultimately the answer, right? If he's but, not, if you don't want him around long term, then that's as a Titans fan, what you got to ask yourself: like, is is that is that a guy who you want now? Like, but let's think, go, let's let's see, you know, what we have in Malik Willis as a full time starter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess, but if you're also yeah. I could see it going either way. I think we're kind of on the same page looking forward, but when we look at the past, I think I see it a little bit differently than you do. So 2023 is a is a tank. I think so, unless I, you decide to take a shot on Lamar. I think we're, we're or unless I, you I think trade it's up. Fair. I don't if you I think, trade up. Like let's say you, Bryce you Young. Lamar, that's the tank. What are you going to do in 2023? I don't know. You, but you can't money. go get Lamar and tank because you don't have your first round pick next year. I mean, going for Lamar just seems like you're screwing yourself for the future. I agree. Too. Ultimately, I don't think it's the right move. Not this year. Well, um, actually, you can, well, if he was well, available I mean, next year, you could. But that's my home run this swing, year. And so. he might be available next year because they're going to have to do this whole song and dance over again. because yeah. the franchise tag is one season. Um. So, and I don't. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not expecting us to be very competitive this year, and I hate that because it's Derrick Henry's the end of his career, and it's Probably, Vrabel, like Vrabel right. as a coach. But yeah, I just don't see, I don't see Tannehill 
I've said it a hundred times. I don't see him winning a Super Bowl for us. And so yeah. if you know that about a guy, then what's the point of keeping him around? Yeah. So I think I think we're gonna find out a lot about like for sure what direction we're gonna go in next week. I think with the moves we've already been making, it's looking like next year kind of is a tank. So I think something's gonna have to change next week with the certain players we're signing that's gonna change our minds. So we gotta be ready for that. But um, we wrapped up the snake draft. We wrapped up our Tannehill talk, talked about free agents. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, we're going to find out a lot about this team after next week and the moves we're making. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you're probably right. It's, it's looking like a, looking like a rebuild year, looking like a tank. Agreed. Cause so, if, if we weren't, they would have, I think they would have considered restructuring some of these players instead of cutting them. Yeah. And we basically told Ben Jones when we released him, hey, Don't come you back. either retire as a Titan or we're yeah. cutting you. And that seems like that's basically, hey, if you want to go somewhere competitive and be competitive, then feel free to do that. Or else, you know, you can retire a Titan. We're probably not going to do anything this year. So, yeah, it's an interesting spot from where we were a couple years ago and where we were when we had a chance against the Bengals. So, it's a big change, but at the end of the day, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. There's a new era coming to town. and <laughs> Am I overly critical of Ryan Tannehill? Maybe, but somebody somebody has to be. Somebody has to lay it down. Somebody's say, hey, got to. You know what? This ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. Well, exciting things with free agency coming up. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. My Let me thank mama told me, son. Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and